Are you caught up to us in the books? Uh, I am partially through uh, Royal Ass, so no. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to get there. We'll see. If nothing else, I figure like I'll just cliff notes the end of the trilogy that I don't like the first trilogy if I don't get finished with it. So I'll be reading these like live with y'all. Okay. I mean, it's not and you. It's not necessary too. So. Well, it might actually be fun if you hadn't read the others to read. I could stop and pick up Lock Lamora so we actually have a podcast sometime before, like, this run is finished. Up to you. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we'll discuss it. Okay. We'll I'm going to start that. us. I'm going to start us if we're all ready. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Welcome to Booking Radio. This is the introductory episode for the Live Ship Traders trilogy, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a new reader this time. I'm Eli, and I am a Live Ship Virgin. <laughs> All right. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. Elena, I'm a new reader. So if you have uh, been reading along with us, during the Farseer trilogy, then you are recognizing some new voices. Alyssa and Elena are joining us for the Live Ship Traders trilogy, and Joey has decided not to continue because he said that he doesn't want to read a whole trilogy without Farseers, which I think is ironic. He can stay gone. <laughs> he can... <laughs> <laughs> that was not me this time. Sick burn. Wow. But he might come and guest, I think, when he gets the FOMO. So... Um, as a, as an introductory episode, we're not going to talk for very long. I just wanted to kind of give us something to tide us over until our new episode drops on February 7th. Uh, but you guys should know that of all of the mail that we get, live ship is the most popular, like people commenting on Instagram and sending us emails. They just want us to read these boat books. So I think we have a lot riding on our shoulders. Uh, -oh. <laughs> uh, it so uh, lengthwise, what are we working with on these books? <laughs> <laughs> are they more comparable to the first book of the Farseer trilogy or the last book in the Farseer trilogy? Uh, they're, they're, they, they are of, they are of size with. All right. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh no, it's not. I mean, I love reading. I'm, I'm cool with it. Just <laughs> mentally preparing. <laughs> well. Uh, as I'm a rereader and Alyssa is a rereader, Alyssa, like, what is your perspective? You know, you weren't there for the first three books, but you're jumping in on the boat books. What brought you to Hob and specifically to Live Ship? Well, I started with the Rain Wilds um, quartet and I just came in completely in the wrong order. So I already had an affinity for boats. Um, boat puns into it and um, I started the Fits and the Fool uh, trilogy and was extremely disappointed um, for the lack of boats and what are, <laughs> where are all these characters what's happening um, there's a book that he's on a boat yeah Briefly. it's alright <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but uh, once I got back around to the live ship traders, I was like, I really fell back in it again. And then um, I spotted Rachel and Jenny from afar <laughs> across a crowded New York Comic Con dressed as Fitz and the Fool. <laughs> and left my friend and just <laughs> ran over to them and that's how i ended up here easiest way to make friends with me chicken hats chicken hats <laughs> and ratsy <laughs> yeah and now and now we've grown i so i read live ship i had read fart the farseer books and um the tawny man trilogy and then was waiting for the final trilogy to come out and I needed something to tide me over. And I decided, well, I guess I'm going to read. I'm going to read these these live ship books because Tumblr had sort of alerted me that there is a character I might like in them. So <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Because at first I wasn't interested, but then I was like, oh, okay. I, 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 you know, I can fuck with this. So I read them. And I have to tell you, they are not the same. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's definitely the same author, but they're very... I mean, those of us who've read the prologue already, like, we're dealing with a completely different ecosystem, different words for things, like the plenty and the lack instead of the ocean <laughs> and the sky, you know? Um, Is that what could... those mean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what am I reading right now? It's poetry. They're very, it's it's almost more poetic in the in live ship. Okay. I... Yeah, yeah, I was already like, oh, I see why they're gross. Okay. <laughs> and Elena, since you are our uh, newest new reader, how are you feeling? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm I'm super ready and actually super excited uh, because I found out today that I don't have to rush my ass to feed to finish the original or the first Farseer trilogy uh, in order to understand these so that takes like a huge stress pressure off me and I can just keep reading those or <laughs> abandon those and you know pick these up and maybe it'll be comic amusement what <laughs> I don't know but uh yeah so it's actually funny with the uh with the original Farseer trilogy that I have paper copies that were given to me probably 10 years ago uh by one of my best friends because her boyfriend at the time they were like his favorite books ever. And they were the books that got him through a really rough time, uh, like just rough family situation, life situation in high school. And so, you know, naturally he had given them to her to read, to understand him. And she was like, Oh my God, Elena, how did we miss these books when we were reading all the fantasy? Like these are amazing. And so she gave them to me and it just, my life never intersected with the moment where I was like, yeah, I want something super like hyper emotional and, uh, I don't know, just kind I don't even know how to say like how they were described to me anymore, but just how she explained them. I was like, I'm not ready for that. It sounds like drama. Not ready. Not ready. Not ready. <laughs> <laughs> say, is, is reading the Fitz and the Fool trilogy, first trilogy, like when you're having a hard time, just supposed to make you feel better because your life is not as bad as Fitz's? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's that or if it's like, you know, the sense of just sort of feeling understood, like sometimes having your situation of being like an outcast and, you know, alone and everything's terrible, mm -hmm. like mirrored back and like this has happened to other people, you know, like, I don't know, maybe sometimes that can be really mm -hmm. healing. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really curious about about these, like, I don't know boats different same world different 
situation like yeah i could be into that let's see let's well the do prologue this. definitely resonated with me because i'm having some dry skin issues right now <laughs> <laughs> and i just you need know. that mud oh boy. I, I was reading it and i was like starting to itch my arms i was like yeah <laughs> this is feeling great <laughs> uh who have That's we not heard from eli good. yeah What's up? Well, I think that I have just decided that uh, I'm going to keep the audiobook tradition alive with the group. So I oh. think I'm going to be doing audiobook. What okay. did you do for the uh, for the first trilogy that we read? I was just reading on my okay. Kindle. Okay. Who narrates I, the book? I did a f- I did a few chapters with audiobook. I, I okay, that's because I, I felt like I remembered you saying stuff about the audiobooks, but that that makes sense. That tracks. He's not lying. <laughs> I did a did a reread prior to our read with audiobook, if that makes sense. Yeah. I read it as a book and then I read it as an audiobook and then I read it again as a book. Well, according to Reddit, uh, the narrator did switch for between these these trilogies. So you you'll have to tell us if you like this narrator better. Well, if I don't, then I will be switching back to book. (laughs) Fair. But you can't, you have to pick one or the other. You know, if you're going to keep the tradition alive, you have to not be able to spell anything. I can change my mind. You have to give give us the new Pharaoh planes and the new carrots. Yeah, I will. I'll do my best. And and Hans. Hands. 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 <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Are you ready for are you ready for boats that may or may not talk? I am ready for boats that I know talk. It's literally <laughs> the only thing that I know about these books. I don't know what the covers look like. I don't know the titles of these books. I haven't <laughs> going in blind. Um <laughs> Well, Rachel's start. making up the titles anyway, so you're yeah. fine. Oh, really? <laughs> I decided to call this one Ship of Madness. <laughs> I'm excited to stay, like, in the realm, um, but not the storylines and the people that we saw in the last three books. They were great. I really enjoyed them, but um, definitely ready to move on to meet some new lifestyles and cultures and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I bet it's less overcast from a different point of view. Yeah, I don't know. So why do you, Alyssa, why do you think that this is the trilogy that, like, the majority of the fandom that has at least discovered our pod wants us to read? Just from my own experience, um, reading this versus the first Fits in the Fool trilogy, it, like, went easier and this and i feel like a love for the sea and just reading the back blurb it says the phrase ruthless buccaneer and who doesn't want to be called a ruthless buccaneer at some point in their life and i (laughs) i think that like pirates and sailing will be something that will always be like popular Mm -hmm. um and yeah, I don't know what it. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. There are a lot more like women I identify with. 
I think that there's definitely more female characters just in number in these books. Can I ask when these books were written relative to the others? Because I know the original trilogy was mid, at least published mid-90s. So were these like mm-hmm. actually the immediate next books? or The very were these next year. Some is, significant the, time later. Started. Okay. Okay. Yep. Did, I can't recall, did she go into um, any great detail about the influences for these sh- these books at the panel no no they were focusing a lot on the last trilogy on the fits in the fool trilogy in that in that i felt yeah well because that's what the the book that was coming out was for so yeah that makes sense they didn't really they didn't really talk a lot about live and because like half the room hadn't read them so Mm -hmm. (laughs) well yeah, I guess that is true. It's kind of weird, like that most people were focusing on those books when then these three books are the ones that everyone wants us to read. So I feel like there's some kind of disconnect maybe in the fandom. I don't know. We'll have to examine that. But yeah, Ship of Magic is ninety eight, so just the following year. So she mm-hmm. was she was writing a book a year for yeah she was busting a move years yeah and I mean these are not small books either and they're like so detailed and so much going on that's kind of crazy. Yeah, there's a small break between Fool's Fate and then the ne- and then the Rainwild Chronicles, but it's not long. It's like five years, maybe. Other mm-hmm. authors could take note. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2020, Jenny. You don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know it hurts. <laughs> Fire so... launch will rise again. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I have a question for your people who have read the books. Without spoilers, just so I can keep my eyes open, if you were going to cosplay a character that we're going to meet in these books, who would it be? One of us already has. Yes. (laughs) I already cosplayed as Amber. Okay. I saw photos of that one. It was a good day. (laughs) So I I think, I just think to be funny, it would be funny to be one of the boats. Um. You, you could just also just—that's totally taking my thing of being an inanimate object. But then, if these are talking boats, then I guess maybe it doesn't count as an inanimate object. I don't think they count as inanimate objects. No. Ooh, interesting disqualification. But yeah, yeah. that would—if uh, if they're if they're sentient boats, and actually, I was—is it—is it—is it told from the point of view of one of the boats? Because that occurred to me that might be a really funny like call back to some of the stuff Rachel and I have read together that have been told from weird points of view. <laughs> from, yeah, yeah, from big, large spaceships and the occasional or space station. spinning and in a mill. <laughs> <laughs> really old rocks. Uh, actually, uh, speaking of rocks, Ashley, you should just be one of, you should, there's some large rocks that you may. I feel like the... I would make a really good large rock. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> feel like I could really make that happen. If you're really into ribbon dancing, then you could do like a tangle. <laughs> you could be the tangle. Oh, God. <laughs> Just All never right. stop moving. I'm going to start training tomorrow. Uh, do we have any thoughts about what would have motivated Hob to kind of leave her, what I consider the main storyline, and suddenly concentrate on other people? Because, you know... That's momentum that she's risking. 
She had to let Fitz age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, part, part of it might also have to do with what the publishing landscape was in the 90s uh, versus where it is now. Um, mm-hmm. Because at, I think at that point there was a lot more editorial willingness to let careers grow slowly and to really invest in writers and so if they were looking like if she you know basically said there's a lot of books you know in this world and they were kind of looking at it with a long-term eye then they weren't necessarily trying to keep like immediate sales velocity of like that story that character um so much as just like well this we want this author you know to keep um Mm -hmm to keep going and so that might have been part of it uh possibly also she might have always intended it to be more like of a multi-strand story and there was editorial pressure to like sort of winnow it down into more discrete segments so there could have been something like that going on too thoughtful i think she needed a break from fitz (laughs) (laughs) i I think fitz needed a rest uh he was tired after all that you know i i wonder too because i did not didn't take a break from fits i went from fits to more fits to you know even more fits before i came back around to the books to the boats and i i wonder what it's going to be like reading them in this order for me so i'll be sure to mention that if anything occurs to me uh, speaking of scheduling, we're going to stick with the five chapter chunks because that seemed to work really well for us during Assassin's Quest. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, it might take us a while to get through some of these some of these books, but we're 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 going to keep at it. Chug along, as they say. Uh, any last words before we sign out on this little interim episode? Um, Rachel, did we and. I don't know where you want to put this, but did we want to talk about um, kind of content warning for these books? Okay. Sorry. And I'm talking around the fact that there's a rape scene in the book, which is not something that I want to spend my time reading about. Um, So I'm going to read around it. I just like, I'm okay being aware that it's a part of this character and storyline and everything. I just don't want to actually read like about it. Yes. Uh, and I think what we're what we're gonna do is when I put up the chapter, um, like you know, like next section, blah blah blah. I'm going to put in the content warning there, so we'll mention okay. it when it's coming. We'll mention it in the episode description, and it will always be in the introduction of whatever that episode is too. So if you are avoiding okay. it entirely, you will know that it's coming. Um, but yeah. There will, there will be some scenes of sexual violence in this trilogy. Uh, we've kind of touched on how we feel about the use of uh, rape um, in the last trilogy because there were characters that were raped, um, but they were not, like, raped on screen, you know, quotation marks. Uh, this, this is something that the reader gets to have to deal with directly. And it is difficult. It was difficult for me. I remember being very angry when I read it. So if that is not your bag, then avoid. But if you think that you can deal with that, then we will definitely let all of our listeners know when that's going to happen. Any other thoughts on that, Alyssa? That sounds great. Okay. Um, all right.
right. So we will be back on February 7th with the first five chapters uh, of Ship of Magic, not Ship of Madness. <laughs> as I is there a mad ship? I feel like yeah, I there own is. Mad number ship. Two. Second one. Yes, number two is Mad Ship, so I, I, I you know. So I accidentally bought the second book years ago to read and then didn't. So glad I didn't <laughs> jump right into the wrong book. That would have been bad. You tried. You know, <laughs> Ship of Madness, that sounds fun. I'd, re- I'd read that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Ship of Magic, first five chapters, February 7th. Uh, happy listening or reading or reading, listening, audio reading. <laughs> Recreating a puppet show. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Downloading from the ether of the far future. (laughs) All right, cool. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.